0: Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Nina abdul Wakil, aka Ms. Nina B. Nina is the CEO of Walk Boldly LLC, where she leverages over 30 years of IT leadership and training experience to help new entrepreneurs to leverage LinkedIn for brand and business development. With that said, the parts of Boost Nina covers during our conversation are build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, and secure thought leadership space. Grab a pen and let's dig in. Hey, Miss Nina B. Welcome to the Boost podcast, my friend. Hello, Miss Kelly. I'm so excited for this conversation. So excited. Yes, yes, yes. Long overdue. So for those folks who are tuning in and they're hearing about Walk Boldly, LLC, tell us a little bit more about what you do.
1: So Walk Foley LLC is a professional development company. And what I do now is I support primarily entrepreneurs in understanding how to create and present their brand online. So my favorite platform is LinkedIn. So I provide LinkedIn coaching. Awesome. And so for those of you that are on the, that you're tuning in and you're like,
0: what, what Kelly Heaven, somebody that does LinkedIn on her show when she does LinkedIn. Well, here's here's the thing. We complete one another. We don't compete with one another. And Nina is someone who I have such a tremendous amount of respect for the way that she shows up and shows out on LinkedIn and just have been an admirer of hers going back to the days where we used to chew drinks together. And so there's <laughs> a joke behind that. Nina and I, our first, our first uh, face-to-face meeting together, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Nina, was we had bubble tea. It was the first time that Nina was having bubble
1: tea. And so I got to introduce her to the tea that you chew. Yeah, the bubble tea. I was like, <laughs> Kelly, what What is this? Do I drink it? Do I do I eat it with a spoon? What what am I doing here? And we just had such a good time. And so
0: we have been rolling fast and furious ever since then. And so Nina, I want to talk to you about LinkedIn because I know you've got the Facebook community, the LinkedIn hotspot. Um, That you host. And so tell us even more about the LinkedIn
1: hotspot. Why did you pull that community together? Okay, so I've been on LinkedIn since what, 2004, and it started in 2003. So I consider myself, you know, an early adopter. Like many people, I started out, you know, with my quote unquote resume on there. But over the years, I have stayed active on it because I'm a tech nerd. So I love stuff like that. And people, would always ask me questions about it. And I started to discover that there were so many people who wanted to be on LinkedIn, but were really intimidated by it. And a lot of them were on Facebook. So I founded my community on Facebook, where I help people work up the courage, so to speak, to be active on LinkedIn. So I have about 1,200 people in my community. Wow, that's awesome. So in that community,
0: have you found that you've been successful in sort of helping to convert, to turn them into LinkedIn believers? Because you're right, though, because Facebook, you know, it's comfortable, it's casual. Um, But yeah, if you know that you have the potential of sort of damaging your professional credibility on a platform such as LinkedIn, it can be a bit intimidating. So how have you found you've been able to successfully turn and convert those folks from Facebook users into embracing LinkedIn?
1: Oh, I have been successful and I have a process that I work people through. And so, um, one of the things that comes along with that is they fall in love with linkedin and so it's kind of like a mother bird seeing your children fly and leave the nest because then they just leave the community because they got they're busy they're on linkedin now so um which is a great thing but yeah i think people just need to have it simplified Mm -hmm. and help them connect the dots as to what they can and cannot do and once they start doing it, they're they're good to go. So, what are some of the
0: more um, common themes, or challenges, or questions that you find
1: that people ask you around navigating LinkedIn? So, one of the most common things is that feeling like I don't know what to post. Mm-hmm. And they're concerned, like, I don't want to post something wrong and it'll just be horrible, right? So one of the first things I teach people is what kind of content they can put out on LinkedIn. And I have a my signature five-day challenge that I run about once a quarter in the group where people actually do the work every day. I give them content prompts and they do the work, post on LinkedIn, and they get that immediate positive feedback feeling and feedback that makes them more comfortable. Nice. I love that. Cause yeah, I think the easiest way to get over
0: the fear is to actually jump in, right. Jump right into the pool. So what are some of the things that you like, what's one thing like in the five day challenge a person might expect to
1: experience or be challenged in? Right. So one of the things I teach people is, it's doesn't always have to be about you. And so I have them actually do kind of what I call is a shout out post to find someone on LinkedIn that they admire or they want to give kudos to and create a post and highlight that person. And so it's a win-win because they're being active on the platform and they're shining the light on someone else. That is a great strategy and then
0: it helps the whole multiplier, right? Because yes. if you the tagged then the idea is you know they're most likely going to like it or comment, and then you know you get that additional visibility. I love that. What have you found more recently? Because I know um, LinkedIn is constantly evolving and, and changing the platform. What are some of the newer things that you enjoy um, about the platform? Are there any new elements, applications that you think are well worth our listening audience?
1: checking into or, or exploring further? Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. LinkedIn is constantly changing. And the thing about LinkedIn is it does a rollout, you know, unlike a lot of platforms where it's like this, everybody has the same yeah. experience all the time. LinkedIn does kind of like almost a geographical kind of rollout of new functions. And so you may hear about something way before you see it on your own account. Um, one of the things that I'm loving is the enhancements they've made to the event functionality. Oh, yeah, yeah. The event functionalities is really cool. And so, those people who are in my community who host virtual summits or you know meet and greets or all kinds of different kinds of online events, I'm really encouraging them to see LinkedIn is a platform they can be sharing that on. Mm-hmm. The one I think thing that is like a hidden gem. Mm -hmm. It's through the app, all the things you can do with the messenger function Yes, through the app. I think that's like so underutilized. It's amazing. Well,
0: and you know, it's funny because for years
1: I was not a fan of the app. Like
0: I was like, oh, this thing is clunky. It just does. It was not really... I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't user-friendly, but then to your point, there were all these new bells and whistles that they added, like the voice memo. And then even being able to add the correct, you know, you being able to record the audio version of your name, because there's so many people with rich, unique pronunciations of their name. And so being able to click and listen so that when you have that first phone call, being able to actually, say a person's name correctly, because we all know how, you know, hearing our own name pronounced correctly brings joy. It just, yeah, it just lightens our load and brings great joy into our heart. And so, yeah, to your, to your point, I do love a lot of the newer functionality inside of
1: the app. I think that um, if there was one area that I would love to see still is the groups, (laughs) oh my gosh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. still leaves much to be desired well I would say the groups
0: and even the email like the inbox functionality like there's still some clunkiness there where it's just like uh uh I yeah it's just it's just a little yeah less friendly than what I would like it to be and yeah the groups still we haven't I, I don't know that anyone has really figured out a way to master how to um really leverage groups in an effective way.
1: Yeah. Well, if they have, I'm not on that list. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, to what I do and how I support people, it's not mission critical because um like I said, a lot of times I'm working with entrepreneurs and they're trying to do more one-on-one B2C um, activity.
0: So with that, in, with that in mind, like what are some of your, uh, I guess, hidden gems or strategies that you share with entrepreneurs who are trying to connect more with their prospective buyers or clients or strategic partners on the platform?
1: So I'm a big advocate of the hashtag uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of people are familiar with hashtags when it comes to like Facebook and Instagram. LinkedIn, it's a different kind of dynamic, but it's very powerful if you use it right. So you want to look for hashtags that people are already following and you want to leverage those in your posts. You don't want to oversaturate your posts with hashtags. I think the last uh, feedback I heard was maybe like five or six hashtags is kind of where you want to max out. Right. And then you want to start using hashtags as to how, when you go on the platform and look to engage, search, don't just default to your feed that's in front of you. Search the hashtag, comment on posts that are within that hashtag. So your voice gets known in your niche. Absolutely. And then following those
0: hashtags as well. And then you know, yeah, looking at who are those people who are following the hashtag or using the hashtag and then reaching out to them very strategically as well um, to then start building relationship. One thing that I've noticed um, more recently is sort of this trend of, and I don't know, maybe it's not more recently, but it seems like it's more prevalent to me where people are just selling. They're going immediately into sales mode when they reach out to folks and they send. So it's like, okay, you took the time to compose a personal message to me, but it's so like sales focused, like what you do, as opposed to just let's build relationship, like court me first. Like, don't give me a ring on the first date, like let's
1: court. (laughs) Right. Is that something that you see a lot of? Yes. I'm seeing it more and more. And I I suspect that Actually, believe it or not, at least that's Nina's theory, Miss Nina B's theory, is this a COVID effect? Yeah. There's a lot of people who are used to the face-to-face selling experience and they were forced to be online. So they haven't really been trained to understand the the true etiquette around LinkedIn and selling. And yeah. so they're just trying to do what they default to, which is if I can get in your inbox, I'm going to sell you the first time you read my name, you know? And so that's where I have seen a lot of of that in my inbox. And I teach my community, they're like, I get all these spams. I said, what do you do when you get email spam? I just either ignore it or delete it. I said, do the same thing. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing that's so, like, it's mind numbing to me. The fact that, okay, if if I were to ask the person who's spamming me, like, what do you normally do when you get spam? Oh, I deleted. Then why do you think I would open up your, like, why do you think that your spam would be the magical, <laughs> the magical information that I, that would cause me to say, yes, I'm very interested. Let's connect. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So that, that I've seen that. And then I'm trying to think of, there was another thing where, oh, and then it's the, the folks who will perhaps look at, at your profile and they'll pick out that one thing. Hey, I see you work at Cook Ross and blah, blah, blah. And then they start selling. I'm like, just cause you looked at my, like you spent the two seconds it took to look at the very top thing on my profile. And you think that you're going to insert that. And that's magically going to cause me to want to accept your request to connect as well. No, I mean that, 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 dog don't hunt either.
1: Yeah. I, I have seen some of that. So they've kind of learned a little bit, just enough to say, Oh, I got to look at somebody's profile, pick out two things and include it in my message. But you know, the core of it is, is that you don't come out the gate trying to sell somebody. Um, it's, it's what a value can you offer me? You know, yeah. and I appreciate. There's some though they, um, but they overdo it. They'll offer you, um, invite you to a webinar or something like that. But then they're like hounding you. Did right. you get a message? Are yeah. you available? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah,
0: that kind of a thing. So yeah, it's it's interesting times, and yeah, it's funny that you say the COVID effect. I think so many people we have time. And our laptops in front of us and and quite frankly done correctly because we are online so much it could be a really it, it is an effective platform to thoughtfully be, and strategically build relationship but yeah taking sort of this fire hose of approach i think is what um causes people to have less than favorable outcomes. I know I've gotten even more aggressive about just ignoring and saying, I don't know, Billy Bob, like, I don't know you. And that is what people I think need to look out for. Cause it's like, I don't think a lot of people realize that if you get another, enough of those, I don't know this person, then it puts you in a hole, it puts you on LinkedIn's naughty list. And that's not a place that you want to be. either. So, so yeah, I've been really quick about like declining or ignoring people's requests to connect?
1: Yeah, I, I, I will go through my uh, inbox for the connection requests, and I will pick out the ones <laughs> that I wouldn't accept. And then I'll just deny the rest, you know? <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and sometimes it's interesting because for me and what I do is actually um, some of the people who don't include a message that get accepted because they're not trying to directly. S- I look at what their headline is about. They're probably my target audience. A lot of times they will connect with me through you know, seeing me on other platforms and don't know you should really send <laughs> a message. Right. Fine. You know. So you just got to know where your sweet spot is, what your filter zone is, and go from there. Awesome. Well, Miss Nina B.,
0: If someone is tuning in right now and they are interested in connecting with you, what's the best way for them to find you, to work with you, to engage with you?
1: So you can always find me in my community on Facebook, the LinkedIn hotspot, or obviously you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And I am Miss Nina B, M-S-N-E-N-A-B on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. So, any of the platforms. And all of that information will be included
0: in this. Show. So, I would encourage you to reach out to Miss Nina B. Let her know you heard her interview on the Boost podcast
1: and found out that I ate some bubble tea or drank some bubble tea. Is it eat or drink? I don't know. You <laughs> ingested some ingested. bubble tea. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, sister. I appreciate it. Thank you.